Welcome to the audio version of BARG, exclusively for Canadian mortgage professionals who want to avoid losing the rate game by using the credit game to win. To join the conversation for visuals and additional resources, you can go to our private Facebook or LinkedIn page, and all the links and resources are in the show notes. Welcome to another episode of Bark. We have Mohammed here, and we're going to go through an example of what happens when you pay off a loan and why that is backwards, that it drops your score, and how you can avoid it from messing up your score or your deal uh, to get things done and uh, also you know, keep the client from lowering their score without knowing. So we are looking forward to helping you understand uh, the situation and what you can do about it. We're going to talk a little bit about loans and, and how it affects and, and that kind of stuff, but I really just want to have a conversation with you and for the viewers to get to know who is the co-host uh, for today. Did you want to just give a, a, a brief intro who you are, what your name is, what brokerage you're with, how long you've been doing it, that kind of stuff? Yeah, of course. Uh, my name is Mohammed, and um, I've been in the industry since uh, July of 2020. Actually, my background is quite different from uh, from the financial background. I'm actually a dentist. Oh. So back, yeah, <laughs> quite a surprise. You didn't know that, right? No, I did not know that. Yeah. So I came here because of uh, my wife. I got married and my wife was originally here. So when COVID happened, um, everything kind of uh, stopped. And um, just before that, I was actually reading the book, uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. So I looked into mortgages and um, I'm a numbers guy. I like numbers. So that appealed to me. Everything else is history. Awesome. And, uh, and you're enjoying it? I definitely. I am enjoying it. Um, what I do like about this industry is just the support uh, that different brokers have for each other. And, uh, of course, different mentors in the industry. Or how about you start off with telling us a little bit about Lena and, and what her situation was and, and what your questions were around the, the loan or just her in general, her credit situation? They they've been in the country for a while, like I think from the '90s, but they haven't purchased for some you know personal reasons, principal reasons here and there. They're always putting it off, and then uh, finally, when they decided to make the move and purchase a home, um, they suddenly kind of became very excited about it. Um, so naturally, what 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 happens is I go through the process, I check their credit. Um, what I notice about this client is that she only had two credit accounts. So she had a credit card that was recently opened. Um, I think it was a couple of months, something like that. And then there was uh, her car. So um, her car payments were kind of um, in the way of, of, of the ratios and when we needed to pay that off. And she was open to pay it off, which uh, was kind of perfect. Um, I don't know what kind of... Uh, uh, what ticked in my head, but I guess I just decided to reach out to you because I've yeah. already reached out to you a couple of times before. Whenever I have a credit situation, I just kind of outsource that to you. Um, they were actually ready to go to the bank and pay off um, all the all the balance. Yeah. And I remember you 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 replied to my email and you were like, um, "If they do don't, this, don't do it." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wait, wait. Exactly. I was like, I read the email. I was like, "If they do this, then the credit will plummet, and and this yeah. would." 
kind of be a disaster, right? So um, I, I call. I remember calling her. I think she was at the bank at the time. She was actually gonna pay all of it. So I called her, and then she was like, "I just got out of the bank," and and then I was like, "Oh no, she paid it off." And I was like, and she was like, "No, I only paid off five thousand because I didn't have the money, but I'm gonna come tomorrow and do it." I was like, "No, don't do it." <laughs> no, yeah, uh, yeah. So I was like, and I, then I explained the situation. Um, yes. I, I remember you told me that. Um, it's best that they wait until they have the approval. And then when it's conditioned, that's when we pay, off, pay, pay it off. And then the condition is kind of signed off. And then even if it plummets, it, it'll probably happen after closing, right? That's right. So that was a strategy that, that was very, very helpful. And I think if it wasn't for that reach out that, that I did reaching out to you, um, we would have probably been running around trying to find lenders and uh, it would have yeah, been uh, exceptions. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And yeah, uh, and you know, exceptions they just keep you up at night, right? So yeah, there's nothing worse than asking an underwriter exactly, for an yeah. exception. Uh, we'll, we'll get back to, to Lena's story here. Um, it's it's something where want to make sure that brokers know and understand and, and can kind of pinpoint these red flags. And then if you can't answer those questions or or just want to double check, just as as Muhammad had mentioned just a tool or a resource to, to help you deal with what you need to do. But we'll, we'll get into uh, the specific scenario here. I'll, I'll uh, bring up the credit report example. I'll, I'll kind of go through the story based on what I saw there, Mohammed, And then uh, you can let me know, uh, feel free to pipe in at, at any time, just to correct or, or add to, to the story here. With Lena, she had a 786 credit score which uh, is great as far as the score goes. But as you had mentioned, uh, there is only the two accounts. And when looking at it, you, you see very clearly that credit card has only been open uh, for, you know, at this point, a month. So when, when you're first looking at the credit report, how long that credit account has been opened is a big deal, not only to the score, but also to the underwriter. and if she had paid off that that loan, then all of a sudden uh, we're we're stuck in a situation, or Mohammed's stuck in a situation where then there's only one account left over. The score would plummet, and and probably drop triple digits, um, just because there's only the one credit card left on there. One thing that I found very interesting and, and wanted to just kind of ask you on the credit report that you, uh, that you send, you had a uh, couple dates underlined. You had the credit file created date, and then you had the open date. What was going through your mind when, when you highlighted, I don't know if you highlighted that just for me to see. Or... Oh, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember that. So uh, it wasn't just for you. So, um... okay. Um, I can't remember which file this was. It, it was a while back. Um, I had this client who had, there was a big gap between the the, 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 the date which the file was created and then okay. the, the first reported credit, right? So um, at the time, I think it was a couple of years. And I remember the lender coming back and asking, how come there's such a big gap? And, I've, and I haven't noticed that. So I went back to the client. Um, I was thinking this, uh, I'm not sure what to expect. So the client, well, I think it, it was something huge. It was like a bankruptcy, something like that. And that kind of um, plummeted the file. Yeah. 
yes. and we had to kind of run around and, 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 and look elsewhere and that kind of it was a bad experience it stuck with me so what <laughs> happens is exactly so yeah. what happens is every time i get a report i just kind of make sure that i i have some i have a like a mental checklist where file created date i just make sure that i underlined all those to make sure that i remember not to fall in the same mistake and actually for lena uh, this client she also yeah. had that uh, but luckily it was just kind of a uh, it was just a principal thing with their family they want they didn't like that they wanted to stay away from that uh, they didn't realize that when the time comes that they would actually need um, that for for instance for a home right. that yeah so that's when they kind of jumped back on that train just to kind of build their credit um, which was a good explanation for me and for the underwriters as well. Yeah. So, so we dodged the bullet there. And it, and it was great that you, you caught that. And, and I'm glad that you learned that experience. A lot of brokers don't look at that date at all. Um, and, and they just jump right to the score, which is, can be very misleading. So you see the 786 and you think, great, no problem. There's no late payments. There's no bankruptcy. We're good to go. Uh, but it was really good that that first that you caught that file creation date and and the open date, because that's something, uh, like I said, that very few catch. And and what it does is it helps paint a story for the underwriters. I find that the underwriters are very much looking at these timestamps or date stamps because they are looking for previous bankruptcies, previous credit issues, and, and this gap in between when the client started credit and then where they are now. And, and so that's something where if you know, you can ask the client ahead of time, put it in your notes, and then it avoids a lot of headaches, like, like you said. So I thought that was that was awesome that, that you yeah, had that. So it, it, it was a lesson well learned. So it's part <laughs> well, of my good. process now. Yeah. Yeah. So she was not born in Canada. So she she couldn't do the new to Canada program because she had been in Canada for a while, just just hadn't applied for for credit. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people for for anyone that's not aware or don't work with a lot of new to Canada. Uh, people, uh, when when you're not in North America, it it is very common that you're you're used to just cash. And I don't know what your experiences are, but I I lived in Argentina for two years, and it was quite the the news flash going and living in a different country where there is no such thing as credit. There probably is now, but. It, it is very much a cash mentality in a lot of different places. Is that something you've noticed as well? Exactly. So that yeah. was the case for my client. And it's also the case for myself. Like back yeah. home, we like, there's no mortgages, there's no credit score, that type of thing. Like um, getting into debt has this like um, dark Negative. cloud. Exactly. Yeah. Dark. If you're in debt, then you basically yeah. there's something wrong. <laughs> there. <laughs> So yeah. people avoid that like the plague. Yeah. Um, it, it, it has some grounds to it, of course. But then coming to a country like Canada where credit is an essential part of the system, right? So you need to kind of learn how to navigate that. And um, so a lot of, I find a lot of newcomers are kind of, they're very, um, uh, they're not educated enough when it comes to credit. Like it's one of their biggest um, 
uh, it's one of the biggest reasons why most of my clients that are from uh, th that part of the world they don't qualify. It's just it's either they're not using credit at all at all, so they don't have any history, or they they're suddenly introduced and exposed to this credit facilities that they're overusing it and they're not paying it back in the way they should. And it's it's just a, it's a whole mess. So there's yeah, a, they're just not used to it. Um, exactly. And, and and that's something where as a broker, if you're trying to get more business, when you can continue to send out what's the lowest rate and and all that stuff. Um, of course, that's that's topical for for your industry. But if if you're trying to get more business with anyone that is new to Canada, they're they're great referral partners. They're they're amazing to deal with, humble and and looking for education. In my opinion, they're they're one of the best type of clients to work with. Um, but when when you're when you're reaching out or, or educating, it's something to keep in mind that you could use this credit knowledge and information to reach out to them and, and start building that relationship before they are seriously looking for a mortgage, because then when they are ready, then they'll come to you. So that that's awesome. Yeah, that's a great point. And even the realtors that, that I work with and they, like yeah. we work with the same clients, that's kind of what they do. Like you'd expect a realtor to focus more on the sales aspects of things, but I find that even they are kind of doing these seminars where it's like they're trying to explain credit situations because realtors know that when it comes to their mortgages, their biggest issue is that, right? Yeah. So yeah. It, it's great for the referral partners, and um, but also for brokers that just want to tackle that themselves. It's, uh, Correct. I think it'd be very useful. So that, that's great. So she, she couldn't use the new to Canada program. She was 54, or I guess she's now 54. The file was created in 2010. So about, no, let's say 12 years ago. Based on what I'm seeing, she got her SIN number. So a lot of people or brokers have questions about what is this date? Even though she didn't get credit until 2018, she got her SIN number probably 2010 based on what I'm guessing when she got some kind of landing status. And so that's when the file was created. We have this 10-year gap, which an underwriter may question, but if they're new to Canada and you explain the fact that they just didn't know or didn't understand or didn't have any credit, then then that makes a lot of sense. But if you're seeing that kind of gap on on a file that isn't new to Canada, then it might be something that uh, you're going to have to question whether there's some kind of debt problems or or bankruptcy or or something else previously on why they didn't do that. You were going to want to build that story before you talk to the underwriter. Otherwise, it could be a backpedaling type situation. So. That's what I, I was seeing or, or caught there. And then it, it's common that paying off a loan is necessary in order to get the debt servicing ratios under, which is really cool. So when did they put in an offer around? So um, they put an offer. It was end of January. Okay. That's when they put an offer and they got, got it accepted. And now the closing is in April 28th. Okay. Um, it's already broker complete uh, a few weeks ago. Nice. So it's it's good to go. And when you submitted the file, what did you do to eliminate the debt servicing 
on, or, or I guess the, the debt payment, but still not have it essentially paid off at that time. So um, basically at the time, what happened is, uh, like I told you, they were ready to pay it off. They, right. they were at the bank. They actually already paid it off to the extent that only 5,000 was left in the balance out yep. of, um, I believe it was 15,000 at the time. So they had paid off 10,000 off of it. So um, basically what I did is just, I, I put a note to the, to the underwriter and the lender that they will be paying this off before closing date. And we just kept it as is so it can you know, keep reporting and, and the score doesn't fall. Paying it off will lower the credit regardless of when they do it. But the key is, is that if, if it can be done as part of the conditions, as opposed to doing it up front, then it's not lowering the score before the underwriter sees it, before it's approved, before everything's waved off. Um, and then that way you are broker complete and then everything's already kind of tidied up. Now, when that does lower her score, the good news is that the, the new credit card will help rebuild the credit. But it's something where she has time now because, uh, you know, obviously she's not credit hungry or, or desperate for credit anyways, because she's obviously not not that type of person. So uh, that, that will be helpful. Uh, she can start rebuilding her credit after the mortgage is done. And then w- the next time you get the mortgage or, or do a rental or whatever you do with that client, then their credit's ready to go. Exactly. Yeah. So I think it, it comes down to timing and the timing was perfect to um, st- strategically pay it off, uh, which worked out well. Yeah. Because based on what I'm seeing there, the score most likely would have dropped a hundred points just by paying that off, which, you know, still a 686 credit score is, is, is okay. But it then the other thing, in addition to the score, is is most underwriters are looking for at least a couple credit accounts established, and uh-huh. your client didn't have two established, but she had one. And and I've, you know, back in the day when I did this, I've had files declined because you know the client just paid it off, and and the underwriter or CMHC came back and said that they wouldn't do it. So I I don't know if that's changed or they're more lenient, but I, I doubt it because. <laughs> Yeah, it it's, seems like it's everything's still, getting it, harder, yeah. not not easier. Exactly, so, definitely. Yeah, so it it's one of those catch twenty twos of yes, you want to pay it off, but of course, that th- then you are dealing with the the fact that it lowers the score. So it's it's just amount of timing on that. So that that's one of the things. Now, one thing I just wanted to quickly mention because uh, we we're already quite into this conversation, but this is not just for paying off loans. This is canceling credit cards or, or any closing or stopping of an account. The longer it's been open, the, the more it will lower the score. And the fewer other well-established accounts that they have, also the more it will lower the score. So when, when people come to me, they'll, they'll ask me, well, how much, <laughs> how much will it lower the score? And that really depends on everything else that's happening on the credit report. So of course you could always shoot that over if, if you would like, but as far as 
the the general gist of it is it will do more damage the fewer other accounts the client has that are well established and the longer that individual account has been open and so in this case being 2018 that is quite a long time that it's been established or or well established account and then the the other account only being open for uh, a couple months then then that definitely would have dropped it uh, if not a hundred uh, definitely a hundred but probably even more than a hundred so um, did uh, you have any other questions or comments or, or thoughts before we uh, end up here yeah definitely uh, like I told you like for me it's it's kind of become part of my process to refer uh, my clients to you whenever I have the tiniest bit of feeling that there's there, there might be something there in the credit report and it, it, it to be honest it saves me a lot of time instead of me going through the whole process and like maybe taking an hour to, to read the whole report and still uh, end up missing something I just send it over and um, uh, a couple of times when you picked up something and you were able to help me with that or help the clients with that um, I end up being the hero kind of like the person that so it's it's good to have that type of service. I'm pretty sure, um, like the not every uh, broker or bank representative will be doing this. So and I appreciate that, uh, and that's essentially why I left the mortgage side of things to focus on this full time. Is there's a lot of good mortgage brokers out there, but uh, the the credit stuff is is really niche. So any questions you have, definitely reach out. Uh, you can do it through social media, or uh, you can shoot me off an email. All the information the links for your clients to understand this. So one, one thing that I do with every episode is have links and references, not only for the broker in the show notes or the, the more information button or down below, but also provide information for you to then pass on to your clients and, uh, and, and make you the hero once again, or put it on social media see if you can generate some some interest or some business from talking about something other than rates, of course. So thank you so much, Mohammed, for, for coming, uh, coming on and uh, help me with this and, and your kind words. I appreciate it and uh, look forward to working with you uh, down, down the road. And, and uh, thanks again. Absolutely. And I think uh, this is a great thing you have going on here with the podcast. I think a lot of brokers will find a lot of benefit in it. Um, uh, I hope they apply it in their process the same way I have. And it's just, um, it's a huge relief. And uh, thank you again for, uh, for tuning in. As a reminder, if you have any comments, please put them down below. If you had the question, most likely another broker now or down the road will have the same one. If you have a specific client scenario that you want me to review, please send me all the details you can to info at creditgame.net and I'll see how I can help. You can click the see more button in order to get the links and resources that we talk about in the episode. And I look forward to seeing you on the next one.